welcome to Sin for Sarah's Horror Menagerie. I am your host, Sarah Sin, or Sin for short. Here with me, as always, is my minion of evil and my partner in crime, Nathaniel. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Again, on this show, um, we don't just like to talk about the horror movies, what we like about them, what we don't like, and analyze them. We try to bring in an element of horror and history, because horror movies tend to reflect society's fears. Um, and since I'm a psychology major, I like to bring in the element of mental health and, well, psychology in general, how it's represented in a movie, and, or, well, or um, how horror movies can be therapeutic in some way. So, today, we're doing a, a fun one, uh, 1997's Jack Frost, uh, directed by Michael Cooney, I think I said that right, yep. and there's a whole list of a cast mm -hmm. to go through, so we got... Uh, Scott McDonald as Jack Frost, Chris Alport as Sam the Sheriff, I just call him Sam the Sheriff, uh, Stephen Mendel as Agent Manners, F. William Parker as Paul Davro, Eileen Seeley as Anne, Rob LaBella Stone, uh, Zach Eginton as Ryan, Ryan Tyler, that's the Sheriff's son, mm -hmm. uh, Jack Linden, Lundine as Jake Metzer, I think I said that right, uh, Kelly Jean Peters as Sally, we got Chip Heller as Deputy Foster, Marsha Clark as Marla, I love Marla, Brian Lechner as Deputy Pullman, and we got Darren Campbell as Tommy, and I was told that this was Shannon Elizabeth's very first film, and she plays Jill. Yes. I'm not sure if that's correct, but uh, that's what I read. So, uh, funny thing about this movie was uh, it actually reflects... Um, horror history very well because it is a serial killer movie so when i was doing my research for my essay i found that um a lot of horror movies especially in the early 90s had serial killers in it you right. know back then we had like the oj simpson and john benet ramsey trial there was jeffrey Dahmer was caught um and there was like the heaven gates massacre murder yeah so like murder was everywhere it was on the tv it was in newspapers um, the real horrors that humans could do to one another was kind of in our faces. And so murders kind of became like the hot topic, um, not just the TV shows, but actually horror movies in general. So you had movies like Silence of the Lambs came out and like Seven. Mm -hmm. um, like basically people feared humans murdering humans. Yes. So I would definitely say like the subgenre of like psychological horror kind of blossomed in this um, era mm -hmm. or became very prominent in the early nineties because it was real people doing terrible things to other people. And what they were putting on screen almost couldn't match to what was actually happening. Right. was kind of like the theory. So it was very, I, when I first started watching, I was like, ah, this actually reflects the nineties very well mm -hmm. in that aspect. I mean, from what I noticed right. personally, um, for psychology, I probably didn't pick up as much because I was um, really focused on, I was really impressed with the serial killer reflecting 90s. So I really just picked up on the fact that Jack Frost is a psychopath and probably has antisocial personality disorder. Sure. But um, I also think the son might have some psychopathic tendencies considering he puts antifreeze in his father's oatmeal. Yes. Like, yeah. I know that's like, it was supposed to be very innocent, but I'm still like... Mm, the age the kid was probably knows that antifreeze would kill his dad. That's just me. Again, I don't, yeah. that's just kind of what I picked up. I was like, I think that kid has psychopathic tendencies anyways, but 
I'm not sure where you want to start, but I will just say like I did like the opening credit scene. Sure. The story. Mm-hmm. With the with the Uncle Henry telling the little girl because she wanted like a happy scary story. Right. And he's going through and telling her about Jack Frost, and after a while, the little girl's like, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. Well, she's really not enjoying it. But I did actually I did write down because you said at one point, I again I write this all down. Why did he kill people? I don't know. Maybe his parents didn't give him enough hugs. Maybe they gave him too many hugs. And I right. felt like that was almost alluding to the fact that a lot of people think that serial killers are made and it's usually be- due to childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. So like um, the no hugs, meaning like the neglect end. Yes. Like severely neglected. And then the too many hugs could be meaning like borderline sexual abuse. Yes. So that was kind of like just that one little line. I know it's supposed to be like funny and lighthearted, but I was like, well, a lot of serial killers actually um, suffer severe childhood trauma. Yes. And it's kind of what makes their, I mean, then there are some like BTK who, who knows what happened with him, but, sure. but yeah, so that was like one little thing I picked up. I'm not sure if you picked up on that, but I just kind of, my brain well, clicked with that. I'm going to say that you, uh, I think you're already reading way too much into a movie about a killer snowman. Um, Probably. <laughs> but uh, uh, especially a killer snowman movie that clearly wants to uh, do nothing but uh, basically be funny. Um, uh, it's, um, it's an interesting little film. Uh, much like Secret Santa, this one is uh, not like Secret Santa, rather. Um, uh, Santa, Santa Slay. Slay. Mm-hmm. It's another one that uh, I, I'm beginning to think that you're a sadist and that you're doing this to torture me in some way. <laughs> um, but um, but as I said to you when you were like, yeah, I'll do Jack Frost, and you were like, I'm going to watch the Joe Bob version, and I'm like, I'm going to watch the Rift Tracks version where they uh, where they poke fun at it the whole time. Um, uh, I'm a huge Rift Tracks fan anyway, huge fan of movie riffing in general. So uh, I do recommend that if you uh, are a fan of Jack Frost and about of horror uh, check that out at rifttracks.com. They have Jack Frost um, up there for VOD, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, and uh, they they take the piss out of it a lot, but uh, <laughs> but um, predominantly they seem to focus on like how a lot of the one-liners are sort of these weird non sequiturs, um, which is is clever. Uh, also, of course, they make several jokes to uh, alluding to the fact that this is not the only film called Jack Frost about a man turning into a snowman. Right. Uh, not to be confused with the Michael Keaton family Christmas movie. Right. Where he turns into a snowman in order to like reconnect with his son. Yeah. Um, uh, this movie is a, a psychopath gets turned into a serial killer due to some sort of vague <laughs> chemical spill that corresponds with him escaping the back of a prison truck he's on his way to be executed yes um and he becomes a killer snowman and uh i think that alone should probably set the tone for what this film is um this is about a psychopath who's clearly uh, i think modeled after um uh oh god what's his name uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. He's, he's the, like, one of the most famous serial killers in America, American history. But uh, 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 no, Jeffrey, there's Ted Bundy. Ted uh, Bundy. Ted Bundy's the one I'm trying to think of. Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer. Ted Bundy. Okay. Yeah, more more Ted Bundy. Um, well, Ted uh, Bundy was supposedly very charming. Yeah, but I think this act, the actor who played uh, played him, I think, was meant to sort of invoke uh, his appearance, uh, Ted Bundy's appearance. Mm-hmm. 
Um, although they didn't get into specifics about what Jack's MO was as a serial mm-hmm. killer, just that he murdered a lot of people. And put and them in pies. Did he put them in pies? Okay. Yeah, at the very end, a, he's like, yeah, I put, he put them in like pecan pies or something, and I think that's how he got caught, is that people were finding pieces of people. Uh, well, I know that what, well, they openly established the way he gets caught is, is due to, uh, was due to a happy accident where the sheriff mm-hmm. pulled him over. Mm-hmm. And, but they were looking for him already, but the sheriff right. happened to pull him over and uh, Jack Frost uh, being uh, the, probably the worst serial killer in history in terms of uh, being able to seem like not a serial killer. Right. Um, uh, basically Looks just like starts, him. basically just starts shouting about how he's going to like eat the sheriff's skin. And so like, it's like surprise. Um, uh, whereas, you know, we think the guy would be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm no serial right. Let's be friends or something. <laughs> but instead, he's basically just immediately starts like frothing at the mouth and being like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat your family," um, which is at the at the at its core. I think this is. I, I would look at this film as almost like it's Cape Fear if Max Cady turned into a snowman. Huh. Uh, believe it or not, I haven't seen Cape Fear. Oh well. Not um, yet. I, there's a lot of movies I haven't seen that I want to. Well, see the if you haven't, I would uh, don't watch the Scorsese version. Watch the uh, watch the original. Watch uh, the original. Watch, yeah, the uh, the black and white one with um, uh, Christ. I can't remember anybody's name today. Robert Mitchum. Okay. Uh, it's uh, one of Robert Mitchum's best roles. He's uh, he plays Max Cady, the serial killer, um, and he's great in that movie. But um, and then the Scorsese version has its fans, but it's it's uh, I think it's not particular that's good yeah uh yeah. robert de niro overacting kind of deal mm. um and juliette lewis you know and her acting is lying like kind of uh, uh approach to uh performances but it was but jack frost um it's an interesting little film uh for sure um we did talk about uh this is shannon elizabeth's first feature role she'd done a little bit right. of television prior to this okay uh, and was actually still going by her birth name. Um, Shannon Elizabeth uh, was her Fadal, was her last okay. name, uh, after her uh, uh, Siri, uh, Lebanese-Syrian father. Okay. Her last name, which I actually didn't know until I noticed that she was credited with that extra last name. So I looked it up and um, did not realize that Shannon Elizabeth had that background. Um oh. yeah. Of course, she would go on to do uh, a lot of films, um, yeah. making her career predominantly as the foreign exchange student in American Pie. Yeah. Uh, and becoming a, a major sex symbol for uh, young boys growing up in the late 90s. Um, yep. <laughs> and then doing the remake of 13 Ghosts, which we should do someday. I, oh, yeah. That's a, I like that one. I really enjoy that film. But Yeah, it's a good movie. And she did, um, well, she was only in the beginning of Cursed. but She, she was in Cursed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the very beginning. And scary movie, the horror yes. movie uh, spoof. She was uh, yes. she was a, had a big role in that. Yes, I like so that one. She was so that's movie. that's sort of I think the funnest thing about Jack Frost is we go back and be like, oh, Jen Elizabeth, um, where now she like lives in South Africa and like takes care of dying dogs or something like really? that. Really? But yeah, that seems oh. to be her uh, her current thing. She does occasionally still act. It looks like. Um, most recently, uh, repri- she's, she reprised her role in uh, Jay and Santa Bob 
the reboot. Okay. Um, and uh, is apparently also a uh, very, very, very accomplished poker player. I did okay. I do remember hearing that that she yeah. played poker. Yeah, um, uh, competing in the World Series of Poker. It seems. Oh wow! So uh, I have no so, poker face. Uh, we, I, I don't think I'm. A, I'm. Hopefully, this whole thing won't just turn into a Shen Elizabeth appreciation. <laughs> um, which I mean, I'm okay with. I think Shen Elizabeth is a highly underrated actress anyway. Um, but in terms of this film, uh, what's interesting, and one of the reasons why I brought up the riff tracks is there is a, uh, a sexual assault scene in this Yes, film. I did write about, yeah, I did yeah. write about that one. Where, um, and I remember watching this film when I was 17 or so, 18, with a friend of mine. We, we rented it thinking we were going to kind of poke fun at it. We were like, mm-hmm. there's no way that's going to be a good movie. <clears throat> and um, I remember that we were both watching it, and then we both got really uncomfortable and I feel like the scene is sort of out of place in the sense that I think it does take a lot of the fun out of the film. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about the Rift Tracks version is they cut it. They did? Yeah. Okay. They, uh, they edited out the, the rape sequence so that instead it's like she's in the bath. Because what happens is, is she walks, she goes to take a bath. Right. After meticulously drying her hair. Which is, yeah, I always thought that was weird too. Yeah. She comes in from the snow. She and her boyfriend like have sex or whatever and she dries her hair, and then she gets into the bathtub. Um, but, um, and then the idea is that the, the Jack Frost becomes the water in mm-hmm. the tub and then forms around her. And then he, I believe, it's been a while since I've seen the unedited version. He takes the carrot out of his face, right? The carrot in, floats up in the water. So the first thing you see is the carrot floating. Right. But that's what he uses to... Right. Yeah. And because it's, because when they go when they show it actually happening, his carrot's not in his nose, and he right. actually makes it a point after to put the carrot back in his nose, which is gross. like kind of. <laughs> I did write about this thing because I did say like I I get that horror movies are meant to push the envelope. They're meant yes. to make us uncomfortable. They're meant mm-hmm. to like show us things that we wouldn't normally see on in any other genre. Sure. And and I get that, mm-hmm. and so I'm not knocking it. Yeah. Um, I felt for me, though, watching it, what made me more uncomfortable was that it went on a little too long yeah. for me. Like, mm-hmm. I think if he just bashed her twice and then threw her on the floor and didn't say a sexual innuendo one liner afterwards, yeah. I think it would have been a little bit better and easier, not uh, easier, uh, but uh, a little bit easier to watch. But it just goes on for so right long and yep. then he throws her on the ground and then he picks up the carrot and like shoves it into his face so you know what it meant and then yeah. says something like christmas came early this year or was it good for you or something something yeah. along it was very sex- sexual in nature yeah and, and it was very um they were really trying to make it lighthearted and funny right so i think for me that's where it kind of was like i am a little i'm a little uncomfortable like i understand mm-hmm. what they were trying to do yeah um but I think it just, I think if they just shortened it a little, didn't, like, they could still put the carrot in the nose, but just yeah. take out the one liner and just had showed her with the blood coming out of her mouth and then just ended it like that. It would yeah. have been a little bit better mm-hmm. than what they actually went with. Which so you mean I, like, yeah, more, more implication, less simulation. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. like imply it and then be done. But I can't remember if I heard it on the Joba version or if I read it, but supposedly that wasn't the intention 
for the scene. The scene was just to make it look like he was just smashing her on a wall. Okay. And when the editor was like, you know what this looks like? It looks like a rape scene. They added, they like added it in. Okay. So I'm not sure if that's true or not. It could just be, you know, cause not everything you read on the internet's true. True. Yeah. yeah. And I really don't remember if Joe Bob said it and I'm pretty sure I read it. So I mean, if Joe Bob said it, I would believe it, but I'm pretty sure I read it somewhere. Yeah. Either on well, what's like i said like what what was weird about what weird about it was and the reason why i think it really does drag the film down um is that it's so out of place yeah the rest of the narrative um this is a narrative that is it, like i said it's a it's a movie about a serial killer turns into a fucking snowman right like this is supposed to be the dumbest thing you've ever heard of right and you know um and then to be like well we'll have this sort of graphic rape scene in the middle of it mm-hmm. with, uh, with Shannon Elizabeth, who, um, whose natural charisma I think comes off as, uh, we just like her. Right. Um, it, it just feels like, a uh, it, it goes from being, I think what was supposed to be sort of a, uh, you know, a spoofy kind of fun, ridiculous B movie to something that becomes very mean spirited. In that scene. Yeah. In that yeah. scene. It's so it's so out of place, and I just remember that my friend and I were watching it. We just got really uncomfortable. We were like, "This is not like this isn't fun." Like they, right. the whole time we're like poking fun at it and having fun with the movie, and then that happens, and we're like, "This is not." We're kind of growth. We're kind of disgusted with it. Right. Um, and so, like, Rift Tracks is uh, Rift Tracks Mystery Science Theater in general have had a, have had that happen in the past where they, if they run into something that gratuitous, they'll usually edit it out. And so the way it was okay. edited out, I think, in the Rift Tracks version, is basically he's in the bathtub uh he kind of forms around her uh and i think it just immediately cuts to like her head getting smashed and the end like okay. I, it's just like that he kills her we, we 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 get that he killed her um but they they have a tendency to try to keep to pg-13 mm-hmm. with their with their programming uh, although they do films that that they don't have a problem with cursing mm-hmm. but when it comes to nudity or sexuality they try to keep that on the dl um which I and so I actually think that that version is actually more watchable, not just because okay. they make fun of it, but because like that right. that really uncomfortable sequence isn't there, and um, so that's what I mean. That was sort of that's sort of my big note about Jack Frost is I'm like that I can ex- I could probably not necessarily enjoy but more or less tolerate Jack Frost mm-hmm. until that moment, and then I'm like right. you've you've crossed the line that this movie shouldn't cross. You know, this isn't Gaspar No. Okay, mm-hmm. like this is this is a movie about a killer snowman, and so they'd be like, "Well, rape sequence, right? That's funny." <laughs> well, no, yeah, I know what you mean because like we've definitely seen worse in yes. other horror movies, like yes. very a lot more graphic, a lot worse. That very cringy. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can watch this scene, right. but I think I agree with you. Like with the fact that it's supposed to be very much a light-hearted horror comedy that yeah. is so ridiculously out there it kind of makes you like it yeah to have that kind of scene and it doesn't really and i, and I agree it doesn't really fit because most of the kills are like most not all but seem to be like christmas yes almost christmas oriented because it is a christmas horror movie or very much snow oriented yeah and i don't know that scene just didn't yeah like i said i think oh, it, yeah, it, it just made right. it quick and no one-liners i think it would have been a little bit easier yeah. to have watched i mean i feel like to a degree what you're what we're looking at here jack frost i mean they did make a sequel at least one yes 
um, is you're looking at something that is very similar to Friday the 13th or, or Halloween, uh, you know, the slasher film genre where, where the slasher has a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, out of any of those major names uh, that are in the slasher genre, the only one that has any sort of sexual connotation is Freddy Krueger. Right. And I feel like he's the only one that can really get away with it. Um, yeah, he was a child molester to begin with. Like they didn't yeah. really yeah. tone it down. Oh, they did, but they did, but uh, they, but he's the one that can kind of get away with it because of the fantastic nature of the, uh, of the subject material. Right. Um, now that, that, so that, to, so I think in context, like watching Jack Frost is sort of like watching Jason X, uh, Jason in space and having him rape somebody in the middle of the movie. Right. Uh, would be like, well, wait a minute. What? Like, yeah. you know, um, this is supposed to be about like, you know, people getting, you know, re- delivering their own one liners and getting their faces smashed after being dipped in liquid nitrogen. Right. Uh, you know, and, and then to suddenly be like, we well, hear something that's really, really disgusting and, and visceral. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, you kind of break your own film. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and to try to really make it funny, I think was a little bit. Yeah. A little too much like I, yeah like i know comedies have made fun of other stuff that's far worse and i get yes. it mm-hmm. but you know like there's i don't know I mean, well i mean also yeah adding that in you can't really go from uh, you can't really go from you kill a guy with an axe and say i just axed you for a cigarette right uh, <laughs> to uh to <laughs> to graphic bathroom rape sequence right uh, and expect that to track yeah. um but, um, and so, yeah, I mean, like, I, I accept sexual assault in, in film um, when it's done. Like you said, it's been done way worse mm-hmm. in films, but it fits the film itself. Right. Part of, it's part of that narrative mm-hmm. that in this particular version, this particular one seems particularly egregious and, and, uh, and upsetting because of mm-hmm. what surrounds it. And it's so, yeah, and how out of place it is. Because, I mean, there's that Last House on the Left is very hard to watch. I've in seen parts, it. yes. It, you know, and but it's a, it's a very well-done movie. So, like, when those scenes come up, it's like yeah. they're hard to watch. And, and Wes Craven made it hard to watch. He's yes. a brilliant filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely his, he said, his soapbox. Yes. Um, but it fits, like I said, it fits the narrative. It fits the movie. Yeah. It fits the storyline. It's not mm-hmm. just, like... Yeah, they're going around. Yeah, yeah. Like, this so movie, Jack Frost is supposed to be about ridiculous serial, the ridiculous kills by a snowman. Exactly, and that was definitely not. Yeah, that was definitely. I agree. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. Like I said, I'm pretty open-minded and pretty like, okay, I can handle this, and I yeah. get like, you know, pushing the envelope, and I get all those kind of things. But yeah, mm-hmm. when it's completely out of place, I'm kind, even I'm kind of like, I'm a little, yeah. Like, the fact that if anyone laughed at that scene makes me uncomfortable also. That's, that's the big thing. That's the big thing is you got to, you got to filmmaker, you got filmmakers who are making a film that they think is funny. Right. And then you throw that in there and you're kind of like, well, now I question what you think is funny. Like, are yes. you, is there something wrong with you? I mean, you want to talk mm-hmm. about mental health problems. I mean, like <laughs> the idea that a bunch of men got together and made this movie and then decided that, that this unbelievably beautiful, charming woman mm-hmm. role in this film is going to be uh, this Mm-hmm. Uh, you start to question certain uh, identity. Yes. And this film, of course, uh, is not exactly shying away from poor male behavior. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think, I, I come to think of it, I don't know if there's anybody in this film that's really like a decent 
person. I guess the sheriff is. Um, I'd say, yeah, the sheriff and probably his deputies. They're just kind of yeah. dumb. Yeah. His family, like, his, yeah. And the sheriff's family seems like they're, they're innocent enough and nice enough people. Except but, for that son. <laughs> right. Right. Um, Sorry, that son just creeps me out throughout the whole movie. Yeah. I know that sounds so odd. No, I get it. I get oh. it. Uh, there's something. I'm not sure if it's the actor, if it's if it's how the if it's what's going on there. But you're, I think you're absolutely right. The kid, the kid comes across as somewhat absent, um, and uh, that it does make him a little bit creepy. Well, like he watches that kid Billy get his head chopped off by a sled. a sled. He has like no reaction, and he's just like, ah, yeah. there's a flying head. I like, cool. It wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't me. I said yeah. it was the killer snowman, but he was just so like, he's so weird. It's it's fine. It, I I don't know if that was intentional or not, but he is a very creepy kid, in my opinion. Yeah, he's a very creepy kid. Yeah. Oh. But so I mean, let's let's talk about the kills, I guess. Uh, yeah, I wrote down a bunch of them because some of them were pretty. I, I think my favorite. I think I even wrote down the most elaborate death was definitely uh, Mrs. Metzner. When mm. she gets choked by the Christmas lights, yep. she shoves the glass one in her mouth and smashes it and then smashes her face into the box of ornaments and then like shoves the star of the tree in the top of her head. It was a very, it was probably out of all of them, it was the most elaborate. Most of them were kind of yeah. quick yep. and easy and, mm. and kind of funny, but this one was very, I, and I, bad. I just was very elaborate yes. out of all the kills I noticed besides the assault scene, but this well, it's the just... one. It's the one that's the most Christmassy as well. Um, yes. You know, she she basically gets turned into a Christmas tree. Yes. As a result, and they carry her out in the they Christmas carry her out tree. In the Christmas tree. Yes. I remember that. I'm like, I'm like, am I seeing this? Yeah, like a little background shot of her being carried off um, by two men with the Christmas tree, uh, like she's getting put out to the curb. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, and there's a so I mean there to the there's a little bit of a, a gallows humor mm -hmm. feel to this film. Um, uh, my favorite thing I think was, is the idea you mentioned the kid getting the head chopped off with the sled. Mm -hmm. His parents don't seem to get too worked up about that. They, I wrote that down. They didn't yeah. seem too upset. They yeah, just um, lost their child. Yeah. The guy's angry. He's just like outwardly right. hostile towards the sheriff for, uh, but we don't see him like get sad. Uh, right. the only one we see get sad is Shannon Elizabeth. Right. Who still who still decides the response to her brother getting killed is to go have sex with her boyfriend. With Tommy, her boyfriend, yeah. Yeah. Um, I even wrote that. I was like, I would have been a hot mess express if that was yeah. my kid. She puts on her ugly Christmas sweater and goes out to get right. laid. And um yep. <laughs> which I mean I guess and again, if it was if the scene had jumped to if it had jumped to her like, you know, crying into her boyfriend's arms, mm -hmm. that would have made sense. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously her parents are not are particularly supportive individuals. Um, but I mean that, so that would have made sense, but it's said, but it's literally like, she's like laughing with it, but the next scene, like it's, right. not, it's just shot it completely out of order. Um, that nobody has any, uh, appropriate responses to anything mm -hmm. in this, in this narrative. Um, that's it. I loved the, uh, the angry sputtering rage father, um, and <laughs> yelling at his wife, um, uh, because she's like sad about her son. It's <laughs> like, go watch Oprah, <laughs> you bitch. Like, I did like the doctor. Uh, he only explains two deaths when he, when he's explaining the deaths. I don't know yeah. why I just really enjoyed him. He's like, it looks like 
his neck was snapped back. But do you see, like, there's no, there's no bruising on the face. It looks like it was like a giant glove or a mitten. Mm-hmm. He's like, and with such force, there's no, it was one snap. And then when he's talking about the axe, he's like, this person had to be really strong to jam. I don't know. And he's just very serious about it. But I yeah. don't know why I couldn't stop laughing every time he explained those two deaths. I really don't. I'm just laughing at him. I'm like, why is this so funny? Well, I love the, uh, I, I, the question I always have is, how does a snowman get super strength anyway? Um, considering it's actually even, even acknowledged in the film that he can just get his kind of his head knocked off. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've ever uh, fought a snowman, but they're not, uh, they're not particularly hard to take apart. Um, so unless like, it rains. Unless it's rains, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if he's frozen, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, somebody has super strength. To the point of uh, to the point of being able to like, snap people's necks, and I'm like, how does a snowman get that strong? He's made right? of snow. <laughs> like, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's never explained why he gets super yeah. strength either. I guess it would be the the molecular uh, molecular fusion process that uh, turned him into a uh, snowman creature in the first place. I guess. Yeah. Um, but again, questions we're probably not supposed to ask about Jack. <laughs> right. Um, probably not. Yeah. They're probably just like, do you really take this movie seriously? It's about a killer snowman. Yeah. But, but then asked you to take it seriously midway through. Right. Yeah. Um, so my I, favorite, I would say my favorite death. I don't know why was stone. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I like this one, but when Jack Frost basically crawls into his body and then he throws him back up. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that was like probably the most interesting death. Well, I mean, it, it, yes. And it brings up, uh, it brings up again, a lot of really weird issues about what I mean. So Jack Frost is, is actually made of water. Um, that's way more useful than snow. So I don't know why. He's actually all three. He's actually, yeah. so he's all elemental stages. He's a solid, which is yeah. when he's a frozen snow, he's mm-hmm. a liquid as water. And he can also turn into a gas of steam. I was like, huh, they hit all like those elemental, like, Mm-hmm. elements is what i meant to say yeah. i even wrote that down as a no i was like he goes into all three yeah. i mean there's a comic book villain named hydro man who's basically powers that he's made of water and he's unbelievable mm-hmm. to beat. um that uh you know uh jack frost is, is pretty difficult to beat but uh you know uh but it does ask a lot of like weird questions about like how this all works but the antifreeze thing I mean, so okay. Basically, at the end of the film, he basically dies by they push him into a truck full of antifreeze. Yes. Um, with the sheriff like riding him down. Um, the <laughs> Rift Tracks actually makes this joke of, uh, you know, okay, the killer's defeated, but unfortunately, my kidneys are failing from all of the uh, antifreeze that I've been incidentally swallowed. Yeah, I kept thinking that too. I'm like, shouldn't the sheriff be like? And then he dunks his kid in it. Yeah, they all like hang out in it. Yeah, they have like a big party in it at the end. Yeah. Like, like waiting in it. And I'm like, you all are now very sick. Yeah. Uh, and may not live through the night. But and of course, how he figures out that it's antifreeze that kills him is when he throws his son's oatmeal on him. And he's like, what did you put in those oats? I didn't want you to freeze. What did you put in the oats? Antifreeze. And I'm like, psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you would have died. Yeah, <laughs> daddy. <laughs> if you'd eaten your oatmeal, you would have actually. Yeah, right. Um, and I heard that was done in one take. That I did hear on Joe Bob's last yeah. drive in was that that whole scene of him grabbing the snowman, jumping out the window and into the back of the 
truck was done in one take. Did Joe Bob, so. I can't remember if Joe Bob mentioned it. Uh, I noticed in the credits Do you, uh, who was in charge of the visual effects on this film. I think it was Screaming Mad George. Screaming Mad George. Yeah, Which I'm pretty sure. Unbelievable um, that uh, Screaming Mad George would be doing this film. Yeah. Um, Screaming Mad George uh, being most famous for Society. Um, yes. You know, uh, and uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, did, um, he did the cockroach effects from Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. Um, really, really yes, bizarre, right. really, really bizarre stuff. And here he is making a kind of styrofoam snowman <laughs> into a... Yeah, I was a little surprised yeah. at that. And I actually sat and rewound the credits because Joe Bob was like, did you notice all the jokes in the credits? I'm like, no, I didn't because I fast forwarded. Now I have to go back mm-hmm. yeah, and go look at them. And I'm like reading them and I literally did was like, huh, there are some, uh, I don't even know where I wrote. Oh, here it is. The credits. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I think my favorite one was like, worst joke told by, it said Sam Hill. And in the, the cast, it was like, idiot, yeah. played by Brett A. Boydson. And then it had all these random quotes. And I don't even know like if they were supposed to be in the movie or not, but there's just like, Maybe it will snow tomorrow. Say, who's behind door number three? Where's the carrot in the bathroom scene? And then it said, like, special thanks to idiot acts of nature, which was a flash flood, no snow, and high winds, and all credit cards were provided by the director. Mm -hmm. Those were some of the ones that I noticed that I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. No, I do remember that, the Joe Bob uh, version, was the the talk about how they – they went to like one of the coldest, snowiest parts of the country. Big, and there was a, a Big Bear Lake. Big Bear Lake. And there yeah, was Big Bear Lake. Snow. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. They got like no snow. Unseasonably warm weather for the first time. Yeah. And all they got was, yeah, was no snow. And they had to try to think of ways to make snow. Yeah. So. Expensive. Yeah. yeah. And I think they, yeah, they didn't really use any real snow. I don't think. I think they just made it out of like styrofoam and. Anything they really could do. I mean, I like, I mean, I don't think the movie, I don't know. The snow wasn't probably supposed to look real anyways to begin with. No, no. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find. Real quickly, I'm just trying to find the budget information. I want to know how much oh. it costs to make, but. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's not gonna work. Never mind. It doesn't. I know matter. it wasn't very much. Anyway, I know it wasn't much, so yeah. wasn't, I wasn't able to find it, but. Um, should have done that research prior, but it I was... always think, I don't think about that. I always, I, I know I do the same thing. I'm like, oh, I probably should have talked about that. Oh, one thing, I don't know why I started noticing this, but after like 15 minutes into the movie, mm-hmm. it was during the scene where Jill is like, I'm going to go see Tommy mm-hmm. and like bust out. And I'm like, there's a lot of snowmen in their house. Yeah. Like an excessive amount. So I went through the movie and started pinpointing how many excessive snowmen there are throughout this movie and i couldn't believe it like i don't know why i didn't even notice it in the beginning like i didn't until her house where it's like all over the tree there's like a pillow there's like four ceramic ones behind their head on the staircase and then Mm -hmm. i went in and i'm like right in the opening credits there's snowmen on the tree yeah the transportation vehicle has one in the wreath in the front of the truck and one hanging from the rear view mirror they're everywhere and like, yeah. like such an excessive amount like it was i understand they had a snowman festival but geez, that's true was, yeah it was like snowmen 
all over the sheriff's office. Marla had a cup and her pin. They were decorated all over the office, hanging from the front porch of the sheriff's office. With snowmen. Yes. And you, one of the cops had a snowman Pez dispenser, made sure to eat out of it. Like right there in the camera was like popping some Pez for a minute. That is not something I noticed. So You didn't? No. Oh my gosh, I don't I had That's to, actually like, kinda go, clever. Yeah. Like it was just I'm not saying it's bad. I just started I can't yeah. believe it took me that long to really notice it until their house where I was like, I think there's snowmen everywhere now. And I yeah. had to look and I went through even the furnace when they try to burn. Mm-hmm. Um, they made sure to like show it at an angle where it looked like the head of a snowman. Like it was just, it was all over the place. It was kind of now. So while I'm watching the movie and trying to take notes, I'm like, Oh, stop. Got to write down my snowman count. Like There's, okay. taking, taking these notes, like, Oh, snowman here. There's a snowman. There. The Davro hardware store had a bunch of them all over the place. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that was just one that's thing. surprisingly <laughs> clever. I, uh, that probably means there might be a snowman in almost every shot. I'm, I was trying to get, see because I couldn't see yeah. one um, in, so there's the part where Stan the Sheriff is driving his family home. Yeah. And it looks, from one angle, it looks like they have one on the dashboard, mm-hmm. but car, but I couldn't see it well enough, so I wasn't sure. And then when they, they're, he's, uh, sorry, Stan the Sheriff is leaving the old man, forgot his name, Harper. Yeah. His old man Harper. Yeah. It looks, and again, I couldn't quite see. It looks like on his, there's like a sign for like his family's name. Looks mm. like there's a snowman on that. So I was trying to think. It almost, it's almost like um, what was it, Fight Club, where there's like a Starbucks cup in every single scene or something. A lot of them. A yeah. Cup. Something like that. So, so I was starting to look like everywhere for snowman, and some of them I couldn't quite tell if it was a snowman or not because yeah. it was a little out of focus. But the color scheme was there. Yeah. The like red, white, and black. Which I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well, no, I, mean, I don't know why I noticed that. No, I think it's, I, like I said, I think that's probably more more clever than I actually would have given this film credit for. Um, yeah. yeah. But um, I enjoy, uh, I enjoyed a lot of like the weird close-ups this film did. Yeah. Um, uh, point of view shots of like people like kind of huddled around the camera. Mm-hmm. In, in sort of a bizarre, cartoonish sort of way. I mean, yes. uh, I thought all that was rather interesting. Wasn't there also um, it was a point of view shot of, of with uh, uh, where they do that with the uh, hair dryers as well, right? Like a big yep, cartoonish. Yeah, from the hair dryers. I like the one from the puddle when they're testing, when Stone, uh, Stone and Agent Manners are testing the puddle. Right. And they're realizing like he can only that he can freeze and unfreeze. I don't know why, but I thought that shot was cool because the whole time the water's still moving. Right. Over the camera. It's not just still from mm-hmm. the point of view. It's actually like still moving. And yeah, they do it from the point of view of the hair dryers. Um, yeah. And it does, yeah. I, I that was the only like two I noticed. Yeah. With the puddle. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're just because the water probably because the water was just still moving so it's still really kind of cool looking, yeah yeah in my opinion but well, they were very well again it fit it fit the tone of the film in in the sense that this is very much like a live action cartoon yes uh uh turned into uh into a new slasher film um you know complete with even like cartoon rules you know mm-hmm. like uh you know jack frost doesn't actually make any any logical sense in terms of what he can do uh, whereas, you know, in another film, any other film, you probably would have somebody be like, well, this is what he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
in this case, it's sort of like he could just do whatever the plot needs him to do, which is very cartoonish, very Bugs Bunny. Yes. Um, and uh, and so, I mean, did you like the? I mean, you, we talked we, we talked about our differences in terms of Santa's sleigh, um, caring about uh, what we thought of the one-liners. Did you like I, the one-liners in this movie? I wrote down as many as I could just because I was just trying to like see what they were i mean some of them were okay like they yeah. were i mean i think they were meant to be bad like they yeah. weren't meant to be like they were trying to be clever and all that um definitely a lot of them were probably supposed to be very like sexual innuendos right but like when he, there's one where he says like put your back into it i forgot which scene that was i forgot to write down where they came from i remember where gosh i only asked you for a smoke yes it was right after that's the one killed. i remember yeah, yeah. And then there's the one, I did like the one where I think it was Tommy. It was like, who are you or who, what's going on? He's like, well, it ain't fucking frosty. And then he's yeah. like, then he says something else. And he's like, yeah, the world's most pissed off snow cone. Yeah. So I thought, I mean, I thought they were, you know, funny because they were kind of very not, not good. Like right. not meant to be good. They're not supposed to be clever and funny, like in puns and yeah. Well, they were puns, but like they weren't meant to be serious. Like these people really were like, okay, we really got to think of these one-liners and make them really good. They were just like, yeah, say don't eat yellow snow because my brother yeah. told me that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just yell that out for no reason. <laughs> yeah, it has nothing to yeah. do with what's happening right in front of us. But uh, exactly, but yeah, look at me, yeah. ma. I'm Picasso. Yeah, <laughs> so that one think, I, should, I loved so it. So you think that this? So you think that these are supposed to be? Uh, they're spoofs of one-liners. That's what you think. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, that makes sense. Like spoofing the fact that they're, you know, they're, yeah, some of the okay. ones who a lot of times they can talk do say, I mean, Freddy Krueger, for instance, says a lot of one-liners. Yes. They're not yeah. bad. I'm just saying like. No, Freddy's, Freddy's one-liners were always relevant though. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, they weren't bad. They weren't stupid. They were, but yeah, like yeah. maybe he's trying to spoof them because some movies always try to mimic other horror movies and they yeah. just don't pull it yeah. off as well. And that. Yeah, I don't know. I thought they were funny. Uh, actually, I thought a lot of the movie was funny. There was one scene, I have to say it. I don't know why, but I rewound it twice to laugh again. It's the one where <laughs> I couldn't help it. It's where the wife, I think, I can't remember if she's Anne or Eileen, um, but the wife, the sheriff, is going to get blankets, and he sends one of the um, deputies, I think it's Deputy Foster, over to get her. Yeah. And the water's spraying out of the pipe, and he's trying to fix it. And then he's getting her in the cruiser and all he's doing is talking about everything that needs to be done in that kitchen. Yeah. Like, you know, if you do this and I can come over and blah, blah, blah. And the tiles need to be this. And then she shuts the door and he goes around. And as soon as he opens the, his door, he's like, and then he continues yeah. it and keeps like nagging her about everything wrong. In the, I yeah. don't know why. I just, I couldn't stop laughing at that scene. It was just his line delivery was like so great. Like, Oh, she shut the door in my face. She didn't, didn't, yeah. to hear what else I had to say. So as yeah. soon as he opens the door, he's continuing talking. So, and it had some pretty funny scenes. Yes. Um, yeah, that scene was And pretty. that one particularly just, I had to rewind it again. I don't know why. It just made me laugh so hard. I don't know. Yeah. Or the scene where Tommy and um, Jill are actually undressing before they get together and just the layers after layers after layers of clothes they're taking off. Yeah. Yeah. And as a Vermonter, it's like, yeah, that's about how much you wear in the yeah. winter. Yeah, you get uh, like they're yeah. not lying. Mm. It really is like, uh, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. So I'm laughing at that just because I, you know, well, you're from New England originally. You get it. Like we oh, have yeah. to dress like that. 
So like yeah. as they're taking off their clothes, you're like, yeah, yeah, I think we've all been there. Mm-hmm. Having to take off that many layers before. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. But of course, and then again, I'm just laughing at it because I'm just like, yep, coat, inner coat, yeah. long johns, mm-hmm. sweater, yep. pants, boot, two pairs of socks. Yep. Long way, long way, long way to getting laid. Yeah. Yeah. And they went and they went through it just to do it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then uh, again, funnily enough that this movie has like uh, has a sexual assault scene, but we don't actually see them have sex. There's no sex scene between the two human actors. We just have the snowman one, which is interesting. Yeah, but that is. Yeah. That was uh, that's that's implied. The wholesome sex that's implied. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The. But yeah. So, uh, what else? What else did you want to talk about from Jack Frost? Um, I'm trying to think. I I I really did was in, I was very much impressed with the snowman count. I don't know why. Like I just kept going through that and was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, this is this is great. I did like the um. <laughs> So I, was, I went back and again, and I had to, cause I had to write it down word for word, but I was trying to figure out in my own brain how the science works sure. with Jack Frost. Cause he's like, he's like, it's meant to be the next level genetic research mm-hmm. to ensure the survival of our race through global holocaust. I created an acid that would bond with the human chromosome helix with an inert material so that we could be resurrected in the future. I'm like, how does that even work? <laughs> like, I don't, understand any of that no no like i don't pretty sure that's all jargon yeah right but i'm just a lot of times i try to like and of course this movie's over the top but a lot of times you know movies try to sound like this could really happen and that i'm just like that's a bunch of bs yeah (laughs) yeah why would you bond us with an inert object like rocks or soil or snow You could make them into, yeah, I mean, that would make you into sort of like a race of supermen, but you wouldn't be able to propagate species at that point. No. Yeah. Uh, you and know. I don't know if I'd want to be a snowman. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Can we just reanimate? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just get the reagent going. Yeah. yeah. You don't need that. Bond that with the human chromosome helix. Very different movie if Herbert West to turn people into snowmen. So. <laughs> it would be kind of funny though now. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. But that's what reagent does. But yeah, no, I like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just like that part. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole, I mean, there was a lot of funny scenes. Like I, the, the sheriff, Sam, the sheriff seemed very, how do I say this nicely? Dumb for yeah. a sheriff. Yeah. Like he was very, I don't know. Like, and I guess that was the character, but the whole time I'm hearing him just talk to people. I'm just like, Oh my God. Well, I think there's designed to be a, a little bit of a, um, sheriff brody thing going on with him i think that was supposed to be the the one of the problems with like for, for example to, to compare him to sheriff brody of jaws um there's this idea of trying to make down you know down home small town sheriffs into everyman you know they are right. not uh not pretentious men uh usually are are underprepared for what they have mm-hmm. to deal with in this in the uh in the situation uh, the line, of course, becomes when Everyman becomes a dullard, mm-hmm. and Sam sort of crosses over into that dullard side. Um, yeah. He doesn't inspire confidence the way Sheriff Brody does. Um, like Deputy Dewey. Pretty much, yeah. There's that Same. Deputy Dewey. Well, Deputy Dewey is that line. Deputy Dewey right. is like, uh, crosses from that line mm-hmm. from, from Sam from Jack Frost to Sheriff Brody. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. uh, that by the end of the Scream series, Dewey is actually relatively effective. Mm -hmm. Um, Relatively. Uh, He's (laughs) still not that bright, but, but that is, I think that was probably what Craven was, was, was going for. Right. Was talking about, you know, small town law law enforcement in film is usually um, very, very every minish, very, very country. Uh, You know, they don't, uh, you know, cotton to no science. They, uh, you know, they don't know much else, but trying to keep the peace. Uh, And the cliches are, of course, they're, you know, they get cats out of trees and, Mm -hmm. you know, we live in a nice uh, crime-free environment and then something happens and now we have to be useful. Right. That's what I was thinking. Cause like not a lot happens usually. And I mean, I come from a very small town. I live in a town that when I actually was growing up here was about 500 people and now yeah. it's like 900. So right. not very much happens. So I definitely know like if anything, like a, cr- a big crime happened in my town, it would be devastating because we wouldn't have, wouldn't Same. know what to do. Same. And my, and my cousin is the sheriff. Like he's the sheriff. Really? Yeah. He lives in Worcester and he's like the sheriff of, I don't know. He goes around central Vermont, yeah. but like, and he's a very smart man and he was in the military. So he probably would know what to do, but still it's just the idea. Like it shakes up this entire yeah. town yeah. because you, you're you not, even though they try to prepare you for those things, you're not really prepared. like Vermont. It's probably mostly like drunk drivers you have to deal with. Yeah. It literally is. It's like nothing, but because there's nothing else to do in Vermont, but drink apparently yeah. is what the joke is with Vermonters. That's mm-hmm. all we can do. Yeah. That's, that's, that's more or less Maine as well. I mean, it's changed a little bit since then, but I do remember when I was growing up, there was a murder uh, when I was in high school. Uh, a high school girl did uh, did get murdered, oh. and uh, it it uh, it was one of those things where it did like completely shock the uh, mm-hmm. the the town to the point where they didn't really know what to do with it. Crime actually, I believe, is still unsolved uh, to this day. Um, but, um, but yeah, and that's a whole other, that's a whole other story. Well, uh, actually, I mean, just to say, um, up until about, I want to say it was less than five years ago, Vermont was the only state that didn't have a mass shooting. Right. It was the only state that did not have it until this woman shot three people Yeah. and we hit the that was our mark and mm-hmm. it was very it was actually very and it was actually devastating for our whole state because yeah. we had been the state that you know has guns most people have a gun or three or four in their house and we yeah. don't have a high crime rate we don't have a lot of shootings yeah. and we were very proud to be like you know we're you know maybe you should learn from us this is how we handle things yeah. so you're not you know and then we had that shooting and it was just it just devastated our state because yeah. we were like now we have to deal with this the, so it did. It, I mean, it even shook up an entire state, just that one crime. Yeah. It's sad, yeah. really. The difference here, though, of course, is that with Jack Frost, uh, the, the town does not particularly seem to be that upset. <laughs> exactly, yeah. They don't, um, like, when they see old man Harper, they're like, I used to steal apples from his orchard. Yeah, everyone did. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, it's like, we all did. And yeah. then before they leave, he's like, the deputy goes in and he's like, go get me some apples. Yeah. Like, in front of the dead man or he's like stop rocking that chair because the deputy had been rocking the chair mm-hmm. the whole scene yeah no one seems very upset about anything yeah. and did so anyone we... even discover jill and tommy dead because they died in sam the sheriff's house they snuck into his house to do yeah. the deed right and then they get killed is that ever resolved i don't I... think so i don't think it's ever brought up 
Yeah. Um, like, yeah. Like, how do you okay. think like, the sheriff walks home after everything he does and he kills, you know, Jack Frost and has to discover two bodies in his house? <laughs> there's the post credit. There's the post credit sequence that never happened. Yeah. It should have happened. Yeah. There's, in a, I think, in a more darker, more mature movie, that's absolutely what would have happened. <laughs> Which like, is yeah, interesting. Yeah. That this movie wants to, that is, it's, this one is such a weird film. Uh, it was. I mean, it, it's not a terrible film. Like, mm. I can see why why people would like it maybe better than Santa Slay. I mean, I still love Santa Slay. Yeah. And I like Jack Frost. I haven't seen the sequel yet, but I can. Uh, but I have no intention of doing it. So. <laughs> I kind of want to now. Like, yeah. Yeah. Now it's like I kind of have to. Oh, now you're gonna make me watch it next Christmas. Oh. Because I'm pretty sure Agent Manners comes back. Because I saw like a, you know, I saw. Uh, dead meat's kill count on it on huh. Jack Frost 2 and Agent Manners doesn't actually die in the first film he comes back in the okay. yeah because huh. I wrote that down I was like wait a minute he had his face pretty much bitten off but he doesn't die, doesn't die. yeah so we're running we're kind of running high yep. on time hmm? we're kind of running high on time um, oh. this is also our last episode for um, uh, 2020 Oh my gosh, that's right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So I, uh, I thought, uh, I thought we could maybe close it off. I would ask you, what uh, do you have any like resolutions you want for the show? Like anything that? Uh... For me, I just. Yeah. Um, for myself, for the show, uh, I am slowly gaining my confidence. I'm mm-hmm. slowly feeling better about myself because that's something I'm. I personally battle is body dysmorphic disorder. Sure. Is one of my things, and I get very nervous mm-hmm. about anything like that. <laughs> so I want, I'm slowly getting my confidence and feeling better. And hopefully one of these days we might be able to actually put ourselves on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of my goal. I would definitely love to win a silver bolo. Darcy, yeah. if you're listening, <laughs> like one of these days, that would be great. And just in life in general, I just, I want to do the best I can. And I mm-hmm. want my daughter to be happy and be the best mom I can be. But for the show, definitely just want to keep pushing it, promoting it, and continue what we're doing. Because mm-hmm. I like the fact that, in a way, we are a little unique. And the few people that have been listening to it, and actually um, some of my friends on Twitter who have been listening to it, that's the one thing that I love about it, is that we have a completely different take than anybody else they've ever listened sure. to. Sure. So let's continue that. <laughs> mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, I uh, For this show, not so much. Uh, uh, I, uh, because you're running the show that I, my, my, uh, uh, news resolution is just keep obeying you. Um, <laughs> but one. yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that you're uh, really bothered by that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, but, uh, I think, uh, the only thing that I was going to suggest is I think I do, uh, want to create a, a Twitter account for this, uh, for promotional purposes. That's something I might work on in the, uh, for, for this one. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that would be good. Yeah. I just uh, haven't promo- made that far yet for myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I could put it uh, as is with the rest of it. Uh, I, uh, I, I live to serve you. So I just, I'll put it together. And uh, I'm just bad technology wise. I'm mm-hmm. horrible with this stuff. I'm sorry. I, I try and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. No, that's fine. Uh, that's what I'm here for. So, uh, but yeah, I think that's the only thing I've got for, uh, for as far as news uh, is that I want to get something up for uh, promotional purposes for the, for the new year. See if we can right. push ourselves a little bit further in uh, into the stratosphere. And definitely, oh, and another thing I'd like to do is, which we started doing, because, you know, last week's episode is trying to get 
Uh-oh. Yeah, uh, be someone who's you know famous or a yeah. celebrity or someone from another podcast i honestly don't even care if it's just one of our friends who's like hey i really love this movie you're doing and i'd be like mm. cool why don't you come on the show and talk about how this movie is your favorite why it's your favorite and yeah. how, if it's your security blanket and how horror movies are therapeutic that's mm-hmm. all i want to hear and then hear your opinion so mm-hmm. i think that'd be fun too to start getting a special guest if we can every month and it doesn't have to be it can just be like your best friend you yeah know, cool I like this movie. I like mm-hmm. them. Let's then come on. So totally. that would be fun too. Yeah. Well, we can do it. Yeah, we can. We can do it. Mm-hmm. We can. We got this. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll close out. Um, so we'll wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you everyone who's listening today. And simple Sarah's horror menagerie. I'm your host, Sarah sin or just sin with my partner in crime, Nathaniel, as always. Thanks, Thanks everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show. And again, I like to remind everyone that there is a horror movie out there for everyone to enjoy. So thank you.